Hello everyone. So it is currently five seven or five eighteen on or today, Wednesday morning, August thirtieth. So I'm gonna just go ahead and record Rachel part two of her Bethany podcast interview and Rachel part three in the same episode. I won't splice it into two other episodes because I am late to the party, very, very late to the party. And then I may do an episode about what Bethany has said post-interview and what Ariana has said post-interview. I am just late. This is like very last week news at this point, so I apologize. Um, But let's go ahead and get into it. And I really pray to God, or actually, let me go ahead and say right now, please forgive me if I am heavy-handed with the ums. I've been editing out a decent amount of ums, but I'm trying to record this and put this out. Hopefully, I will not be going hard with ums. And I I would say drink every time I say um, but you will end up in the hospital if I say that shit. So Rachel begins the, or one of the things she says, it's at the top of my list. I don't know if she started out with it, but in part two of her Bethany interview, she says, I don't think that filing a restraining order was out of question because she, as in Sheena, was making this like punch emoji on a post that she made with Ariana saying like, I've always got your back. And it just, I didn't feel safe. And then Rachel says, it just doesn't make sense to me how I can be assaulted and then still how have so much vitriol and I think and still be the villain. So with Rachel Levis, y'all, why is it that virtually every single time she opens her mouth, she says something that makes her look dumber than she did seconds before like every single statement she makes she just continues to make herself look dumb and she continues to want us to believe that she's innocent and she was wronged this bitch has never heard of a punishment she does not understand consequence consequences or cause and effect at all like she's 28 years old how does that happen sheena used a fist emoji allegedly well i may put a clown emoji in this episode description i am lost so you have no problem sleeping with your friend's boyfriend for seven months and going on camera and having the audacity to say If you're having body issues, something like, if you're having body issues, if you don't feel good about yourself, then you're not having good sex. Like, Rachel, honey, I don't care what issues Ariana has. Her body is, I'm sorry, it's better than your body, your curveless body. Are we serious? Are we being serious? So Rachel sits there, has this affair, is laughing about the fair, insulting Ariana, talking about, oh, well, if you have these issues, you're not having good sex. 
which is brutal, talking to Ariana, questioning her about having sex with Tom because, you know, Rachel's trying to swoosh in and take her man. So she's trying to confirm the status of their relationship, what it is, what it, Ariana's relationship is like because Rachel believes everything Tom tells her because as we see throughout this interview and throughout the reunion and etc which again proves how unintelligent Rachel is she believes everything Tom she believes everything said to her that's said to her by the person who is lying to his girlfriend She's not piecing it together that the person who is lying to his girlfriend for seven months may be lying to her. That's just, it's beyond anything that Rachel can imagine, unfortunately. So as far as this Sheena restraining order, Sheena punching her in the face, Sheena allegedly pushing her in a wall, punching her in the face, then telling Ariana, I punched that bitch in the face. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. Sheena is so gangster for that. First of all, Sheena is very petite. You could tell she's thin. Like, if you think she's thin on TV, she's thinner in person. She's smaller in, per- in person. And Rachel look like looks like she's pushing six feet tall. But so for petite, short, tiny, skinny Sheena to push Rachel against a wall and have her head hit the wall and punch her in the face. That is one of the most gangster things Sheena will do that we, the public will know about allegedly that Sheena, Sheena will allegedly do. But what I'm not understanding is if you're going to sit there and sleep with your friends, man, why are you such a coward? Why can't you take a punch to the face? This is how people get down in the ghetto. This is how people get down outside of the ghetto. People who sit there and have affairs, they're confronted. Have you ever heard of the show Cheaters? Bitch, Rachel, you are so lucky. So lucky Sheena hit you once, allegedly. And that Ariana didn't send some people to roll up, to pull up. Are you kidding me? Like, I'm trying to think right now. If some, if I found out some girl did that to my friend, would I slam her into the wall and punch her? Probably not. First and foremost, I'm not that ride or die for most of my bitches. <laughs> no, I'm trying to think. I'm just like at 5'4", if I'm 5'4 and Rachel is 5'11", I'm just guessing that she's 5'11", I don't know. Or even 5'10". And in heels from appearing on Watch What Happens Live and stuff. I don't really know if I'm trying to hit a 6'2 woman in the face. And, I mean, I think I would possibly throw a drink in her face. I'd be, you know, pulling her hair. Maybe I'd be just straight up cat fighting. I don't know. And then on top of it, when you think of it, Sheena may have been drunk or buzzing because she came from Watch What Happens Live and they were out at a bar or at some lounge spot in New York. Like, maybe if I was on alcohol, I would have, um, I would have definitely started fighting the girl who, the mistress of my best friends. 
yeah, boyfriend. Maybe I would have done that. That's something I want y'all to think about. Would you have sat there and just attacked the woman who is causing your best friend all this pain? And I know that Sheena um, was saying she never admitted to, she denies hitting Rachel, but she was saying how like Rachel was just chill. Like, oh, I've had a, an affair with Tom for seven months, which a lot of people think something is wrong with Rachel and what I will say is I'm not a physician, but what I will say is that a lot of Rachel's reactions or lack thereof and behavior, it really puts her on the spectrum as far as the profile of people on the spectrum. She checks a lot of boxes. I'm not saying she's on the spectrum, but she just, her behavior, it is exactly that of people who are on the spectrum because I have a friend who taught me about people on the spectrum. I, I never watched that show love on the spectrum, but I have a friend who taught me about it. And so I know some of the traits and those traits are Rachel's and I would explain, but then if I explain those traits, it makes me sound like I'm saying that that's what she is. All I'm saying is she really, her lack of emotion is like autism one one so moving right along, Rachel's questioned about Tom recording her masturbating without her consent. And when she's, when Rachel confronted him about this, she, Rachel says that Tom didn't really give a, a good excuse. And he told Rachel that he quote wanted, that he wanted her to quote to, to see it later, to see how beautiful I was. Okay, shout out to Tom Sandoval for dating a woman who he could just say anything and she's going to just go along with it. Because it doesn't sound like Rachel gave him much pushback. It kind of sounds like Rachel probably smiled, started laughing, um... And it was like, oh, baby, or whatever. After he said that, it doesn't sound like Rachel stood her ground and said, I did not tell you to record me. How am I supposed to trust you? I want to know why you did that, because I believe you did that so you can masturbate to it. Can you tell me the truth instead of saying that you wanted me to see how beautiful I was? Why would I want to watch a video of myself masturbating? I could make a video of that anytime I want. I did this as a consensual act between us on FaceTime. I never sent you a video. You took it upon yourself to make our FaceTime a video. Why are you lying? But Rachel's not like that. Anything you say to Rachel is just, she's going to go with it. And so with Rachel saying that she also said on camera that what you know she questioned Tom on camera and Tom got really upset and he ended up boycotting filming the rest of Scandal so that he could and he told the producers that if they don't take that scene out with Rachel asking him about it that he's not going to film so by Rachel talking about this on Bethany's podcast it she is putting out 
information that alleges that Tom committed a crime, that Tom created revenge porn by recording, or I don't know if revenge porn is the right word for it, but Tom recorded Rachel without her consent. That's just an open and shut lawsuit. If she can prove that, if she has actual evidence for that, and I don't really understand why she's putting that out there if she does not intend to sue Sandoval. And I also don't understand why she is... I don't really understand her, the goal, in basically saying that Tom committed, allegedly committed a crime. And then she claims that people have told her what's in the video and... She alleges that Ariana sent out the video and Ariana said that she didn't, which I will explain when I talk about Ariana on Sheena's on Sheena's podcast in a different episode. But it's like everybody is catching strays and that doesn't even feel like the right phrase for what Rachel did in this interview, but she really is. In this interview, Rachel makes it a point to come for for Ariana. She makes it a a point to come for James. She came for Sheena. She came for Lala. Like, she came for everyone except for Sandoval, which, you know, I'm... I don't know. I was going to say it makes me glad she's not coming back to Vanderpump Rules. But the reality is Rachel really should have come back to Vanderpump Rules because she's ending on this note of being this home wrecking whore who could have really had a redemption arc if she chose to present herself in a certain way, in a certain light. Yes, producer producers can encourage you to do some to do different things and editors could splice things up but if you only give them footage of you basically like feeding homeless children and building houses in Mexico then that's all the footage that they have to work with she could have presented herself in a really good light and helped people to see her differently and I hate to bring someone so A-list and talented and stunning and smart into this conversation, but it just made me think about Angelina Jolie. Angelina Jolie was accused of being a homewrecking whore, so what did she do? She went so hard with the humanitarian work across the world. So hard. Then, back when she was accused of being a homewrecking whore, and still today, more than a decade later, probably a decade and a half later. She had her redemption arc. We're not really talking about her being a homewrecking whore, allegedly being a homewrecking whore. We're like, no, now she's very multifaceted and has done so many different things. Whereas Rachel just created herself as this one-dimensional person who doesn't care about anyone but herself. So next, let's see what we got here. So then Rachel says that Tom is getting a lot of hate and he's being pompous around town with a bunch of different girls. 
And Rachel says that he, that Tom told her that during the negotiations for season 11, that he was offered a producer credit for season 11. And Rachel thought that that was true. (laughs) I mean, I don't know, y'all. I don't know. That has been debunked, but that's literally not how reality TV works. Where you... Where someone does what Tom does and the show is at its peak in popularity and relevance and then he's rewarded for telling producers how to do their job, for threatening, for boycotting and not filming, they, why the hell would they then say, go ahead and be a producer, get a producer credit, make all this money while you're being an asshole to us. So then we got Rachel saying, Kristen was just starting to talk about her tumultuous relationship with James and what happened behind closed doors. And then all of a sudden she's presented with the spinoff, which I believe is a way to silence her to keep that under wraps. I hope that one day it will come to light and there will be justice. So Rachel is very, very vengeful. I don't know if y'all picked up on that yet, but this woman doesn't get over anything. Rachel passionately hates James. She tries to insult James and only say negative things about him with every single opportunity that she gets. Rachel was not a part of James and Kristen's relationship and therefore she should not be speaking on things that took place between James and Kristen. And so now Rachel's trying to let the world know that James is a domestic abuser allegedly and James It's like, I'm sure maybe he would like to sue her, but then he's just going to be, he would just be extending this story. And Rachel just, I don't know. It's like, was James the love of her life? Because she seems very, very invested in slamming him. And she's really incapable of grasping that he thinks that Allie is better than she is. And Rachel's really struggling with James, um, She's really struggling with the fact that James has moved on, even though she dumped James. But we know she had to dump James because he insulted her family. And Rachel is her alliance is with her family, which is great. But she also needs to think for herself at this point. So moving right along. um, And I'm almost done with this for episode two because my notes were short because it was a short episode. And then it has like, you know so many ads in the episode so then bethany says that the people behind um, vanderpump rules they've all got ferraris bethany like her mind is blown that the ratings were so good (laughs) and she literally like as you know she checks she checks online the ratings and it's like bethany why don't you use the interns that you claim you pay so much, which you do not, you don't pay them more than 361k a year, or actually for like two, I'll say three months of filming. Why don't you use them interns to do some research for your the biggest interview of your podcast career, so that you would already know what the ratings are, and so you so that you would know how long Rachel was sleeping with Tom why don't you put use your these like interns that you pay like you know nearly 400k 
for three, four months of work. Why don't you go ahead and ask them to do something? Oh, Lord. I know I'm being annoying as hell, but I just, Bethany and Rachel together, like, these are two people who are very useless, in my opinion, and I got to talk about them both. So it's like, I'm going to be extra annoying and annoyed. So then Bethany tells Rachel, no one handed you a tissue. I saw Ariana got a tissue. No one handed you a tissue. Okay, again, y'all, I'm, as I said, Bethany did not watch the reunion. She didn't. She did not. If she did, she would know that Rachel never cried on stage. Period. So why are you giving a tissue to someone who looks like she's half awake? Why? I don't think Bethany watched the reunion. I'm sorry. I There's zero evidence that Bethany watched the reunion. The only evidence we have is that Bethany watched or got a transcript of what was said to Rachel when she was insulted. That's all I think Bethany saw because she doesn't even talk about what Rachel was saying before she was insulted, which was she said, yeah, I was selfish. That's what she says as far as the reason why she started sleeping with Tom, which is like, um, selfish is not the right word. Demented, subhuman, et cetera, et cetera. So then Bethany says, After she says no one handed you a tissue, she's like, and then you started to walk off and Andy said, hold on, come back. Yeah, they have, they have a reunion to film. Bethany, don't you know this? Dumb bitch. So then Bethany reads Rachel the insults that she was told, that Rachel was told at the reunion. And the reason why Bethany does this is because she is hoping that Rachel starts crying so that she can go viral. Bethany doesn't understand that Rachel's interview is going to go viral because she's Rachel and she doesn't have to try to prompt her to cry or scream or say something crazy as a response because the interview is already going to go viral. I'm saying this because what Bethany did was so low down. If Bethany is claiming that Rachel was emotionally abused, why the fuck would... Bethany then go and quote unquote emotionally abuse Rachel by reading to her these insults. So then, but because Bethany doesn't even know who Rachel is, barely knows who Rachel is, she doesn't understand Rachel ain't gonna react. Rachel ain't gonna cry. Rachel don't cry. Like Rachel doesn't like she's checked. She seems very checked out of all of the things that make other people get emotional and respond and react like Rachel is on monotone mute like she seems like she's in a haze and I don't mean a drug-induced haze I just mean who she is she's her baseline is boring half asleep um could only put like two or three words together at a time Rachel's not gonna give some great reaction to that Bethany you dumb bitch like again if you watch the reunion you would know that You would know, or you watch the show. So moving right along, Bethany goes, hearing those words like in a row, like I wrote them down and just read them. Nobody should ever be spoken to like that. We're all human. We're just navigating through life and we're bound to make mistakes. 
that doesn't explain why Bethany's entire history is her insulting people the same way that Rachel was insulted. And Bethany will never stop that because that's who Bethany is. Bethany just doesn't seem like someone who is happy. I said that in the other episode. And I think because of that, it's like she's trying to attack and take down everyone else because she's so miserable herself. She seems very miserable. So, and as somebody said, like, and I agree, but that Bethany wishes she came up with the line, um, fuck yourself with a fucking cheese grater. It is one of the best lines in reality TV history. And I do think Bethany is jealous she didn't come up with it. Just like when Bethany talks about the Ferraris and, and all of that. Um, actually, I'll get to... I'll put a button on that. Because I'll talk about Bethany talking about Ariana later. That's episode three. So anyway, Bethany says that the things that Rachel was told at the reunion, this was not a punishment from everybody. This was abuse. That's what Bethany says that her therapist says. And then Rachel said, absolutely. I was emotionally abused. And (laughs) y'all, there is verbal abuse and there is emotional abuse. If Bethany is supposed to be as smart as she always wants to believe or tell us that she is, then how is it that Bethany forgot what verbal abuse is and switched that out for emotional abuse? Rachel was insulted. And somebody could say that she was verbally abused. She was not emotionally abused. And saying that she was verbally abused is a little strong of a description as well. Because this... You know, the for various reasons, I'm not going to get into it, but she was insulted. But I don't believe that she was necessarily like verbally abused, abused. Um, but I, you know, I'm biased. I don't like her. So of course I'm going to say that because maybe she was textbook um verbally abused but she definitely was not emotionally abused if y'all look up the definitions of both like you the definitions will confirm this go on psychology today and look up those terms if you don't want to use a traditional you know dictionary but a dictionary online but no no rachel um that's gonna happen i'm gonna expect to be verbally or to be insulted what if I did what you did. That's what I'm going to expect. And as an adult, I'm going to understand that my behavior is the reason why people are talking to me a certain way. And I'm not going to be like complaining about it like a little pussy ass bitch. Okay, now let's get to part three. So, um, Rachel, it begins with, or at the top of my notes, Rachel says to say... <clears throat> Rachel is talking about Andy Cohen and she says to say that I must be heavily medicated because my behavior was erratic or I didn't have emotions. It's not okay in my eyes. I feel like that violates some sort of HIPAA law and to make assumptions like that, it's damaging to a person. Look at the position Rachel is in. She is able to say that what Andy said 
is, quote, damaging to a person. (laughs) What he said is damaging to a person, but the bitch doesn't understand why she's the villain. She doesn't understand that her affair was damaging. But what Andy said is damaging. Because if she understood that her affair was damaging, she wouldn't be questioning, how could I still be the villain? I was assaulted. So, Bethany did not push back when Rachel said that this must, um, I feel that violates some sort of HIPAA law. Like, Bethany didn't push back. And I understand Bethany's not really trying to post it because she's just there trying to milk the Rachel cow and make her her money and make her headlines. But I would assume that Bethany knows what the fuck a HIPAA law is. And she should have inter- she should have yeah, interjected and said, um, Rachel, you're not making any sense. What you're saying is a hundred percent not what a HIPAA law is. So Basically, HIPAA law means that physicians are not able to disclose physicians and people who work in the physicians and people who work with patients are not able to disclose anyone's diagnosis, anyone's prescriptions, anyone's medical history. Andy had an interview where he said that Rachel took all of the insults on the chin and that her behavior she didn't wasn't emotional and so he felt that she may be heavily medicated maybe heavily medicated is not damaging bitch like okay like how the fuck is saying somebody may be heavily medicated damaging it's so like this girl is so dumb she's so dumb and i want to end it there because what she said is so dumb i i i don't want to spend much time on it because she's just i can't i can't do it So then Bethany says, the fact that the viewers digested what was said to you that I just read, I don't think they really realized what they were digesting because it's become the norm now. I just think that the viewers, just like in some hazy world where they think this is like real, but you're kind of these like circus characters. You're like these characters in animals in a zoo that they don't really understand that you're a person and that was said to you and that like it's just flippant talk about the medication bethany try is trying so hard to push this narrative that reality stars are mistreated and they need better pay and more resources and restrictions and barriers in place so for their safety and mental health and bethany you need all those things bitch you need a conservatorship i'm sorry at this point, Bethany needs a conservatorship, someone who will she has to check in with and ask permission to do everything that she does. Because across the board, I'm not hearing anybody say anything positive about the way that she's behaving. Grin, I'm not saying here reading every comment, but I just I've only been hearing that she is like she looks like Looney Tunes. <laughs> I never say Looney Tunes. Um, but everybody's just saying she seems very unwell. So if everybody's saying that, like, I don't really think you should be so concerned with this whole, like, narcissist movement that you're trying to get behind that you didn't start for reality TV. Like, I think you need to fix yourself. So then Rachel says that she did walk off the stage and she was summoned back. 
And Bethany says, so this is why it feels you're abused and you're told to fuck you with a cheese grater and 40 other things and then hold, hold on, come back. It's like, I just, you were just abused by people, but we want you to come back for more. Bethany, shut the fuck up. It's like Ariana's, Ariana's cheese grater comment. Again, it's brilliant. It's genius. It's epic. And I feel like people are already using that. Like, I mean, it's so good. It's so good. Oh, man. It's like, oof, oof. It's coming out of my mouth. It's coming out of my mouth to somebody who really pisses me off. And it's so good that everybody mentions it, like, ever since the reunion, because it's just so great. And, yeah, she's told, Rachel's told to come back because she signed up for the reunion. It's her job to do the reunion, and so that's kind of how it works. So Rachel then talks about how she did her little TMZ interview outside of a nail salon, and then Bravo took away her mental health advocate for the reunion as punishment. Yeah, I think that's wrong if that's what happened. I'm not going to be so anti-racial. <laughs> Rachel. <laughs> I'm not going to be so anti-Rachel that I'm going to act like it's okay to take away someone's mental health advocate, like basically mental health counselor for the reunion. I don't know if that's what happened. And I do not think that's okay if Bravo took that away from Rachel as punishment. That's wrong. And I hope that that hasn't happened with anyone in the past, them losing their mental health advocate at a reunion or the show, and that that won't happen going forward because I do find that unethical um, and heartless. I think it's great for them to have those people to help, mental health people to help the stars of a reality show. And therefore, it's like, don't take that away, especially when someone desperately needs it like Rachel would desperately need a mental health advocate so then Rachel says um Bravo didn't clear up the Meadows spa rumor I don't care that's not their job they're literally not her PR team like her PR team could have easily released a statement and I think they may have but it's not Bravo's job to do that so I don't give a shit that that Bravo didn't go ahead and clear up that rumor and then Rachel says that Someone from Bravo asked her days ago if they want protection um, or if they want security because of the death threats that Rachel's received. And, you know, I agree with Rachel. Like, they could have offered that months ago when all the death threats were pouring in instead of now. Um, And then Rachel goes, so many people are using this opportunity and this scandal to monetize for their own benefit. And I'm left here broke. And, you know, my name has been raked through the coals. I don't have business opportunities. Rachel does not understand that what she did would not make any brand or any company want to align itself with her at all. The only company that I would think of would want to work with Rachel is Vivid, is a porn company that would say, oh, why don't you do more masturbation videos for us? Or OnlyFans, why don't you get on here and masturbate and do porn? Those are the only companies I think would want, would want to line themselves with Rachel because everybody was Team Ariana or they were anti-Rachel. 
there wasn't really any stands for Rachel. Rachel doesn't bring anything to the table for anybody to stand or anybody to support. Even homewrecking whores are like, uh, I don't like this. More than likely, they, they would be like, I don't like what Rachel did because what she did was on TV. Like, she's dumb. You know, so it's like, even if they supported her sitting there and sleeping with her friend's boyfriend, they probably wouldn't respect that she did it on television and said disparaging things about Ariana's sex life and things like that on television. So nobody wanted to align with her dumbass. And then on top of it, she is trying to get the public to sympathize, to feel bad for her that she didn't profit off of being a homewrecking whore. And historically, we've never felt like homewrecking whores should be profiting and monetizing in the word monetize. Um, Rachel, you ran off to rehab during a time where it was the opportune time for you to monetize, to make money however you saw fit. As Lala said, by putting out shirts, well, luckily you don't have a man, or I'm so glad you don't have a man, or whatever it is Rachel said, that, or thankfully you don't have a man that, like, go ahead, do whatever it is you want. They are, like... And then maybe some of your dumb fans will buy it, but it's on you if you didn't monetize. And it's on you if you don't have brand deals. And it's on you that there's backlash because of what you did, which is why you don't have brand deals. It's all full circle. There's Or there's a straight line from, okay, you're a home-wrecking whore that everybody hates, and then... Nobody wants to associate with you. Nobody wants to be aligned with you. Why are you complaining about that? Why are you complaining about consequences, bitch? How dare you get on a podcast to complain about fucking consequences? Why are you doing this? Where is your PR team? Does anybody care about you? Do you have any friends? Is there anybody that you um, bounce things off of before you actually speak? Should you be speaking if what you're saying is so terrible and so you're talking about Andy saying you seem medicated is damaging to a person everything you say is damaging to yourself everything you say is putting yourself in a bad light you should this should be your redemption podcast interview going on Bethany's podcast is supposed to put you in a positive light and help people to understand what you did. But all you did was say, Ariana's relationship was trash. That's why I went ahead and slept with Tom. The end. Oh, and I don't think I should have any consequences. I don't think I should have been punched. I don't think people should have made money. James was allegedly an abuser. Lala is fake as fuck. This is not what your interview should have been about. Your interview should have been about, this is why I did what I did. This is how I learned that what I did was wrong. This is how I'm going to live my life going forward. But the opposite was done in this interview, and it just stirred up all of the hate that Rachel was receiving months prior. Okay, I need to calm down. Obviously. 
So then Rachel says that Lala made a down payment for her house with the money that she made from her ugly ass send it to Daryl merge. This is not true because Lala explained she already had the house before, long before the send it to Daryl merch was made. Rachel, honey, that was a simple Google search, bitch. A simple Google search. Rachel also says that Lala stole her house from under Brock. This is false because it was very clear that Sheena wanted to live next to Lala. So, therefore, Brock actually helped Lala get the house and Brock wouldn't need to buy a house next to his wife and daughter Um, but Rachel deeply hates Lala as she should just because Lala has always treated her like shit. So I, I under, I fully understand why Rachel came for Lala's neck. I would have done the exact same thing if I were Rachel. So Rachel says that Lala and Christina Kelly came into her hotel room and they were like, oh my God, Raquel, that was amazing last night. You like... You're like reality TV gold. You killed it like so funny. I can't believe you. Like you're so like you did it. You're the best. And then as soon as cameras were on, it was like, Raquel, how could you? I can't believe what you said last night. And so that was already a mind fuck. So I appreciate Rachel coming for Lala's neck and painting Lala as a fake ass bitch when it comes to Lala like I'm indifferent you know I'm I just I don't know it seems like she would really annoy me in person and I just feel like everything that's see you next Tuesday ish about her like she has really paid the price with who she had a baby with So I just, I kind of, I feel bad for her. It's like of all the people to have a baby with, she chose someone who is not so great. And then she sees his face every time she looks at her daughter because her, her daughter's entire face is her dad's face. Um, so I feel like it's, it's sad with Lala. Like just what's sad with Lala is just what she has to deal with. She has to be in correspondence with and associated with Randall. And I think that sucks. But I love that Rachel came for Lala because Lala has never been nice to Rachel. And I would do the exact same thing if I were Rachel. I'd go ahead and present Lala as fake because Rachel was so smart for that. Honestly, because she knows that Lala is afraid of seeming fake. You know, Lala always claims to be so real. So then Rachel gets on here and was like, "Mm, Lala is two-faced. And I agree with, I see nothing wrong with Rachel having some payback on Lala. And then Lala claims that she didn't say that. But, you know, Lala, I, hmm, I believe Rachel. I'm just going to go ahead and say it. I'm, I'm not going to side with Lala on this. I'm not. I believe that Lala was happy with what Rachel said. But Lala says that she did not tell Rachel, that it was 
reality TV gold because that's it sounds like Lala's trying to say that's a phrase that she wouldn't say, but I do believe that Lala basically said, like, good job. And maybe she didn't say that phrase. Maybe Rachel embellished a little bit. But I believe that she said good job. And then the next day she was like, how could you say that? It's like, I'm sorry, Team Rachel on this one. Go ahead, drag Lala. I don't mind. So then Rachel says, I asked for equal pay with Tom and Ariana and for them to reimburse me for my treatment expenses. She's talking about Bravo, and then she's saying they refuse to pay me equally, and I was considering going back if I was going to be paid equally because I feel like when you pay your employees, it really shows how you value them, and again, Rachel proves for, like, the, you know, I don't know, 9,000th time that she doesn't understand how the real world works and how life works. So, basically, as is the case with most jobs... The salary is based upon seniority, and because Tom and Ariana were on the show for twice as long as Rachel, they're going to get paid more than Rachel. And I don't know if it's exactly twice as much, but they're going to make more money than Rachel. And I also agree with Bravo not paying Rachel as much, because that kind of sends... That definitely sends a message that if you sit there and act like a home-wrecking whore and do something really dirty that you're going to be compensated very heavily for it. And then people would be incentivized to be doing horrible things to people just for the money. And I'm sure a lot of people do that on these reality shows, but not to the extent that Rachel did. So I'm glad that Bravo shut that down and they weren't going to reward her for it to that extent. And Rachel's a dumbass. Like, it's not about a... It's not about your employer valuing you by compensating you. It's just that there are rules with the network in place to pay people based upon their seniority. And they're not going to break the rules just for you. Because if they make you the exception, then, then their policy of paying people just as much as season one cast members, that would have to be applied to all of their shows all of its shows, and it would just ruin the structure of how they do their business. So they're not going to do that. Just be happy for the pay increase. And on top of it, she shouldn't even be looking at it. Um, she shouldn't even be wanting money. The only reason Rachel should have wanted to return on the show was to cast herself, it, sorry, is to present herself in a better light. That should have been the goal, not her coins, especially considering she made so much money. for a few months of work, according to Sheena. So why the fuck are you going to walk away from potentially, I'm guessing, 500k or pushing 500k for four months of work because you're greedy and stupid? You should be happy. You're not going to... Actors don't make that much for movies, (laughs) You know, the all obviously the smaller name actors. So then why are you trying to just be so greedy? Why? And then on top of it, um, what was I going to say? You're letting the world know that you would go ahead and go back to the show just for money. And this should not be about money. It shouldn't be about that. This is your legacy. This is your reputation. This is how 
you're presenting yourself in the court of public opinion, why wouldn't you try to rebrand? Why wouldn't you try? Why is this a money issue for you? And like, that is literally like, maybe if you were on a show on a brand new network and you did one season of that show and you hit it out the ballpark and the show was around for one season, yeah, go ahead and say, I want to be paid as much as the rest of the cast. But this show is 10 seasons deep. You can't go in and try to make as much as the people who were on from the beginning. So next we see that Rachel says that she has a no contact policy with every single cast member. I need to know what the fuck that means. So I think it might be a legal thing that her team, you know, let every cast member they can't know they can't contact her, but I'm not sure. So what the hell is a no contact policy? What does it mean? Why did she put it in place? That's what a semi-decent interviewer would have asked Rachel. Why did she put it in place? When did she put it in place? Because Ariana says that Rachel was mailing shit to the house. Whose decision was it to have this no-contact policy? Because we know Rachel don't be, be, be making her own decisions. And does she feel happy about it? Is she hurt by losing her friendships? Is she going to watch Vanderpump Rules? Does she feel used by Tom? Does she feel destroyed? She sees Tom with other girls. How does that make her feel knowing that she blew up her life for someone who is presenting himself as not giving a shit? None of those questions were asked. Why would they? Why would those questions be asked? This is just about reality reckoning, right? This is the Bethany show. Why ask any... Why ask questions that fans and viewers of the show would want to know why ask those questions why not talk about a tissue for tears that never appeared why not talk about that so next we have her rachel saying that lala has reached out to her on instagram saying that she's willing to lend an ear and Rachel says, I don't know. I just don't trust that person. I know she has her own agenda. I'm sure she wants to create an alliance with me so she can take down Randall for being a narcissist. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Rachel, go ahead and say what you got to say about Lala. Lala, how dare, how fucking dare Lala DM Rachel. The woman that she has insulted the entire time who said, I slept with your man, didn't tell you until like six years later, slept with your man, slept with your man, you're a dumb bitch, like just so rude and nasty to her and that same person DMs her for what? Oh my Goodness, thank you, Rachel, for exposing Lala. I look at Lala as a two-faced-ass bitch after hearing that. How dare Lala have the audacity? Fuck Lala for that. Oh, my gosh. Rachel, you are so right. You have no reason to trust Lala. She has an ulterior motive. It's not like anything. If if Lala lended her ear, it's not like Lala wouldn't go public with every single thing you told her. Oh my God, Lala, you're so stupid. The person that you insulted 
for years. You want them to share, to open up. Oh my God. Okay, so then Rachel says that she's taking the steps to start her own podcast. And this is an area, being a mistress is an area that's untapped because nobody really wants to talk about being the other woman. Apparently I've heard, and I totally agree with Rachel saying that I do feel that it's untapped. And then I heard other people saying that there's tons of mistress podcasts. I don't know. That's not my space. Like I'm not really trying to listen to a mistress podcast. So Rachel, you are 28 years old. You may have a long life ahead of you. Why are you trying to be frozen in this moment as a mistress? And not only a mistress, but the mistress of one of your best friends, boyfriends. Why, why is that the brand? Why do you want that to be your brand? And why don't you understand that the public is not going to support that? The public is not going to be happy about it. You will always be insulted for it. And you really should just not be a public figure anymore. I know you're money hungry, but you shouldn't be a public figure anymore. And if you want to be a public figure, this is not your lane. This is not the right decision. And it's not like you're a veteran mistress. It's not like you're like someone who was um, like an escort or someone who has had many affairs. You just had one affair with someone who apparently seems to not have in the end not care have cared about you and then you want women to be so proud of themselves and their behavior or not proud sorry but you want women to go public and be like i was a i was a side chick i was a mistress i was a whore as a homeworking whore like what is that about really like why am i going to want to support or endorse that or have anything to do with that and why are people going to really want to invite themselves to that type of public scrutiny and criticism by going forward on your podcast it's weird you know i think obviously amazing guests for the podcast would be the famous super famous mistresses rachel you could tell monica lewinsky But I don't see Monica wanting to align herself with your brand, especially when you don't know how to form a sentence. You just don't know how to form a sentence. Saucy put it best. She said, I don't know how Rachel could have a podcast when her voice shakes when she's off camera, on camera, off camera. Her voice is shaky. How can she have a podcast? Beyond her having a shaky podcast, though, um, in my opinion, is that she just can't speak. Like, Rachel basically talks like English is her second language. So how is she going to have a podcast? Like, speaking is required. And she needs, like, hella pauses. Rachel needs hella pauses. And she talks very slowly. And she needs all these pauses to, like, say nothing of any substance or value. Like, it's okay, girl. So then Bethany says, I flew to come see you, which there's no precedent for that. I've not done that. I really was feeling for you and not wanting you to travel. And I thought, let me really have compassion and come to where you are so you feel safe. And it's like, (laughs) oh my God, y'all. Bethany flew to Rachel so Rachel would not back out. Point blank, period. Rachel or uh, Bethany flew to Rachel because she knew this would be the biggest interview of her podcasting career. 
past, present, and future. And Bethany is letting us know this because she wants us to think she's so great and cares about Rachel's well-being, which she doesn't. And let me see, what else was I going to say? I have compassion and blah, blah, blah. Like, no, Bethany. You didn't, if you had so much compassion for Rachel, you would watch the show to have seen what actually took place on the show. But you don't. You don't have compassion. You don't care. And this was really just about yourself. So, that is it. Okay. Talk to you soon.